Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. The Savachi syndrome, I'm telling you, I'm like, well, holy shit, that was crazy. Wait for it. Thick and slick. <laughs> What is up everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show, episode number 204 here. I'm your host Travis. We are in studio wrapping up all the action from round two of the 2022 Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Series Championship here. We're going to talk 250s and 450s. Uh, we are going to have a Holster Co. Reload Rant. And uh, yeah, we'll dive into probably some other stuff too here as far as as far as the moto industry goes um before we get started here just want to thank the sponsors first off energy our presenting sponsors energy fuel best fucking drink out there keep yourself fueled energized and strong from start to finish pick yours up today at coachrobstore.com also premier custom trailers if you need a trailer commercial or residential premier custom trailers has what you need they work with the best manufacturers in the industry and specialize in all your trailer needs sales service parts or rentals they do it all premiercustomtrailers.com located five minutes south of kalamazoo on us 131 in schoolcraft michigan they put the custom in customer service and our final presenting sponsor tlr coatings michigan's number one custom powder coating shop from two-tone wheels to motorcycle frames to small batch production jobs tlr coatings will powder coat anything metal the right way if you're looking for some custom coating, they do that too tlr coating serving southwest michigan and the surrounding areas for over five years check them out at tlrcoatings.com or on all major social media networks at tlr coatings also on board with us, Alias Sport, Dirt Bike Depot, JT Cycle, Holster Co., Adept Creative Co., Gutterworks, Isaac Nelson Designs, and Clutch Media. If you guys want to support the show, we've got the new Dylan Danger Zone shirt, summer 2022 tour shirt here. So make sure to pick that up. Links in the description below. There's Amazon links in the description below, which you can click and then go on Amazon and buy anything. We'll get a small slice of that. Uh, there's Patreon links where you can just basically give us money every month. And for some of the stuff, we give it to you. Um, and then uh, there's also links to uh, the podcast because we are on all the major podcast networks. We know we get a little long-winded here, so YouTube, it's a little hard to watch sometimes. But anyway, and um, yeah, make sure to like, subscribe, comment, and share. In studio with me, brought to you by our friends at Gutterworks Gutters. Check them out at gutterworksgutters.com. It is the OG co-host, the one, the only, Justin. Hi, buddy. What's up, man? You got fly in your hair. If he doesn't look camera ready, it's because he changed a tire and he's very flustered. Mm -hmm. Very flustered. Not flustered, just warm. He's all hot and sweaty. That, there's that. There's that. That's why that fly. Well, you, uh, you poop or something? Because that fly really likes you. It was coming over to you too, buddy. So calm down. I'm fine over here, man. I freshened up the deodorant. We're good to go. So, all right, show two oh four here. Let's get ready to rock and roll. So first up here, we're going to talk 450s here. And the 450s are going to be brought to you. 450 
Hangtown Review. Going to be brought to you by our friends at JT Cycle, serving Battle Creek, Michigan for over 30 years. Stop in to check out their full selection of Beta, Gas Gas, Husky, and Suzuki motorcycles and power sports products. If you need something for around the house to help keep things nice and trimmed up, they have that too with a full lineup of Echo, Aaron's, Gravely, and Simplicity. Visit jtcycle.com or follow them on Instagram at jtcyclebc. So JT Cycle bringing you our 450 Hangtown Review. Let me... Okay, I got the results here. Well, he finally did it. He did finally do it. Jason Anderson goes 1-3, takes the overall. He's a moto or an overall winner Overall in winner in outdoors now. Took him 12 years. 12 years. Probably should have had a few along the way earlier in his 450 career, but, you know, shit happens. Did you think he looked as good yesterday as he did in uh, at Fox? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the first moto kind of... <laughs> bless you. Thank you. I think the first moto kind of proved that with the way he rode. Uh, second moto, I think that he maybe gassed himself a little bit. I think that's why you didn't see as much of a push once he got around Kenny. And plus, there was a little bit bigger gap. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think the first moto kind of proved it. You know, he was he was smart. He everybody pretty much knows what happens when Chase gets out front, whether it's outdoors or Supercross. Yeah. So far through four motos, Chase has looked a little bit more in control than he does did in Ye- Supercross. Year three. Um, but I think most people know they kind of have an idea. He's kind of a ticking time bomb. Now, as we've gone through these two rounds, he's kind of pushed it back a little bit. He's not, you know, it's a little bit more predictable. But I think what Jason did is, is he got into second. He knew Chase was going to put down some heaters. But Jason knows his, his cardio is good, his speed's good, and he's, uh, you know, I'm going to bide my time. I'm going to sit back here. I'm going to stay within five, six seconds striking distance. If he makes a mistake, I can capitalize on it. And if not, then I'm going to have to push. But I got it in the gas tank. And he did that, you know. I think that he rode that first moto perfectly. I think that he was smart with his approach to it. He wasn't trying any of these crazy lines, although I was surprised that he was the first one to do that double into the right-hander after you come yeah. down to Cambridge straightaway. Because yeah, yeah. I was watching that practice, I'm like, dude, that's that's a cinch. Yeah. Like, I know that there's no same transition from the landing to the corner, but I'm like, dude, you're not even carrying a lot of momentum to get over that anyway, so it's not like you're going to drive into the corner really hard. So I was shocked that he was the first one to really pull it off in the moto. But yeah, I think he rode that first moto perfectly. I think that if he if he rides like he did yesterday, the rest of the year, and obviously we know it's only two rounds, and he's still he's you know eighteen points back, but anything can happen. This is outdoors. I think that there's no reason not to believe that he can be the twenty. He's not going to be the twenty twenty two outdoor champion. You know, as long as he doesn't have those moments like he did in Supercross. But once again, though, I think he kind of proved yesterday that I don't agree with that at all. Why? I don't agree with that at all. Why? Because the two three looks way better than what he did. I know he rode great the first round, and his results didn't show how great he rode. But yesterday, two three though didn't even win a moto <clears throat> yesterday. He went one one at Paula, and then he went to Hangtown, a track that you don't get to ride all the time. And he rode great, obviously, like especially those late pushes in both motos. And we'll get to him in a second. But I don't really know how you can say that either because he didn't even win a moto yesterday. And, yes, he rode great in the process, and he he still is the points leader by 12. Is 11 or 12 over Kenny? I think it's 12. But yesterday was more of what I think you're going to see from Chase all year long. And we have yet to see through four motos what Chase does with a bad start because, let's be honest, he's not going to get starts like that all the year long. Now, Bahana's got them outdoor starts dialed. Yeah, but once again, though, we kind of talked about this with last weekend, though. This is the West Coast stuff. Yeah. This happens every year. And then we trek east where the dirt's a lot better. Now, the dirt was good yesterday, but it's a lot. It was more loamy with a packed base, whereas we go east, it's more tacky. 
This happens every year. And do I think that Chase's starts are automatically going to get shitty the moment we go east? No. But we have yet to see what he can do through the pack. We know what Jason can do, can do coming through the pack. He yeah. can come through the pack. Yeah. He's been used to it a lot more in his lifetime than Chase. Give me a Chase a 10th place start and tell me what he or and see what he does afterwards, and then I'll get back to you on where I think he'll be at the end of the year because I think that he's going to implode the moment he gets a bad start. Because I, I, there's no proof to tell me otherwise. He's had four great starts so far. And, yes, you could say, well, that's part of riding motocross. It is. But you're not going to get f- starts all year long. He's not going to get 12 out of 12 starts or be within one, two. It's just not going to happen. That, that doesn't happen. It doesn't even happen to Kenny. We know eventually Kenny's going to get a bad start. Tell me what Chase does when he gets a 10th place start and see what he does because I don't think he gets on the box. I think that he has those Chase Sexton moments. Now, I think that he's a little bit more dialed in now that we've gone outdoors and you say year three, whatever you want to call it. But if I, through two rounds right now, was willing to wager a bet, which I don't bet, but if the hypothetical bet, because you're a pussy. my bet's on Jason Anderson because I know what he can do with a bad start because I know he can come through the pack and he proved yesterday that when he does get a start, he's the fastest dude on track because that first moto proved it. What happened to the second moto, though? He got third. What do you mean? He got. Th- it took him a while to get around Kenny. The moment he did, I think he realized that they were too far gone, and this is also a maturity thing. Kind of the same thing we saw in Supercross sometimes where he's like, hey, I just don't have it. He, he knew that even if he pushed, he probably wasn't going to catch Eli and Chase. And I'm going to assume that, what is it? Is it Jason Montoya? Is that his mechanic's name? Yeah. Jason yeah. Montoya. He's also got a nickname, but I forgot what it is. Yeah, I can't remember either. Um, He was probably telling him on the board, hey, dude, you don't need to go track these guys down or at least attempt to to get the overall. Yes, would it have been nice to get more points? Of course it would be. But I think that his mechanic was probably telling him, like, hey, you know, you don't need to push to, to go further. So, yeah, I that was the Jason Anderson that we've been waiting for for a very long time when it comes to outdoors. And I think you could even probably go back to 2019. Hell, you can even go back to what was it? What was the was it 2017 or 2018 when he was leading that moto at Glen Helen by like 20 seconds and Eli tracked him down with a lap to go? This yeah, my, my point like is this, this is Jason Anderson that we've all been waiting for and I'm just more confident in Jason that he's going to be able to stick it out through the the times that aren't working for him as to what is Sexton going to do the moment he gets a bad start? Because I'm not confident that he doesn't implode. We already know that Jason can work his way through the pack and do damage control. Chase, for all we know, can get a 20th place start, go to fifth, and then wad his brains out and not finish the moto. Look, I'm not saying he can't do it. Yeah. I'm not here to argue that point. Mm-hmm. What I'm here to argue is for it to be made up in my mind that, it, man, he's, yeah, this is the guy this year. I'm not there either. Yeah. He's won one moto. Last weekend was not great. He got bad starts. He didn't come through the pack like he did yesterday. He he rode great, but he still only made it. What did he get last week? I don't even remember. You got to remember, though, he was coming from outside the top 20, and he got top 10 both motos. That's okay. He was fourth the first moto. That's okay. Okay. You don't think Sexton can do this? No, same thing? I don't because I'm not. You don't think Sexton can come from outside the top 20 off the start? To... No, because I don't think he can do it without crashing. There's a difference between do I think his speed is good enough? It's kind of the same thing with Jet Lawrence. We know that his speed is good enough. But what makes you believe that oh, just we're beca- going to get you jet, don't you worry? Yeah, there's a lot to talk about in the 250 class because that was a very up and down day yesterday. But there's nothing you can say that can tell me otherwise that makes me believe that jets or not jet, that Chase is going to implode if he's coming from the back of the pack. Four motos with four good starts doesn't tell me shit. 
everything's going. Yeah, anybody okay. can win when everything's going perfectly. What happened in Supercross when he gets bad starts? What happened to him outdoors all last year? When all he got I bad remember starts? is that mini Minneapolis crash of his. Just like, exactly. So, so through history, tells us that when Chase gets bad starts, Chase doesn't move forward. Chase crashes, mm-hmm. or he just gets sucked into a pace because he can't move forward. Now we kind of have an idea who the five guys are right now, and yes. Chase's speed from fifth back is so exponentially better. So I won't have a say that he won't have a problem moving forward. But once again, though, there's a difference between having the speed to move forward and not crashing your brains out five times when you get to that point. Because here's the thing. If he gets a 15th place start by the time he gets into fifth, those guys are going to be gone by the time he gets into fifth. Yeah. He's not going to move into fifth and then all of a sudden move into third. Like, that's not going to happen. If he's coming from 20th or 15th, fourth or fifth is the best he's going to do. I think that that's because this field, the way it is right now, that there's we know who the guys are and we know that their starts are on point because it's pretty much been the same six guys both the last two weekends that they're going to get good starts too. I just I'm not convinced that because we've seen four motos on the West Coast rounds that we all know are notoriously up and down weekends that Chase is going to be able to do this every weekend. I just I don't buy it. Like I there's nothing that can tell me otherwise. He wrote great. But we know that Chase Sexton is a ticking time bomb. Everybody didn't do it till they did it. Okay. So four rounds. Which is the same thing I'll say for Anderson. Everybody didn't do it till they did it. But the difference with Anderson, though, is, is that we know that he can come through the pack and he doesn't crash. Chase, his record doesn't show that. Anderson's been coming through the pack pretty much his entire pro career. We know that he has no issues. So if you're going to tell me that it's going to come down to Anderson and Sexton for this points battle, that... Who can limit the damage on their bad days? I'm going Jason Anderson all day long. Chase Sexton has not proved to me in his 450 career that he can limit the damage when things are going wrong for him. What was Chase's? What was, God, I wish I could. I wish my memory was better. I wish I could remember what his outdoor season was like last year. It was up and down. Like he had a he had so he was good at Paula one. I think he was good at Paula two. He was good at Washougal. He was good at Millville. But the rest of the year he was just so so. Like he was good. I think he got. I want to say he got fifth in the points, fifth, fifth or sixth in the points. Hmm. But once again, no. Every what, week, what did Ando get in the points last year? Did, Ando, did Anderson race outdoors no. last year? No. So that's my point. So no, why does yeah. it matter? What did he get in the points the year before? Twenty twenty. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember either. Yeah, he also won a moto. I, okay. So Chase won two. When last week? <laughs> yeah, and what did he do yesterday? He went two two, and yeah. he didn't get the overall. Okay. I, I, I mean, I, 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 they're both the same in my mind. They are both the same, but once again, though, one has proven that he can do damage control, and the other one has yet to prove that. That's the difference. That is the difference in an outdoor title championship. Maybe. And same thing with Supercross. Maybe. Sexton can't do has not proven that he can do damage control when things are not going well. well Jason Anderson has at least proven that. So that's, I, that is the difference. If you want to say that they're one and the same... That is the one thing that is different between the two. No, what I want to say is that this class is still a huge question mark for me moving forward here. There, we're definitely seeing some patterns with some guys who are battling at the top, mm. but as far as who's going to get at the top, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that's safe to say because I think that they're still going to be very up and down. It also, I think yesterday, kind of showed where Kenny is at. Uh Kenny made a statement yesterday that, uh, and we can just jump right to him because he went 3-4 on the day. Yeah. He made a statement yesterday on the podium that uh, 
made me go, okay, well, I don't know that you'll do this unless you do it a dungy way, which is you just like, you know, podium the shit out of guys. Because he made that statement yesterday of like, well, you know, if it's not there, like, there's just, I'm not going to push it, you know, or however he said it. Yeah. And I'll be waiting. Okay. Well, now we know where your head's at. <laughs> yeah. But I think the thing is, too, is I think that that's why we've seen him through. Can we talk about that second moto, though? How good that first fucking lap was of his? Like, holy shit. Yeah, but I was just getting to that. This is the thing, though, with Kenny. It's it's the same thing I said last weekend. This is who Kenny is right now. Like, this is where mm-hmm. he at. This is where he's at. This is where he's been his entire outdoor career outside of 2016 and 2014 when he won his two titles. He gets good starts. He sprints really, really hard. And then he settles in outside of Unadilla, and then he starts dropping off the pace. And I think he knows that his cardio is not good enough anymore to run that pace for 35 minutes. So I think that's why he sprints like hell at the beginning of these motos, Mm -hmm. hoping that he can pull a big enough gap. But the problem is, though, is now we're at the point that, and take Tomac out of it, Dylan's not there. We have two guys that can run the same speed as him for those opening laps. Yes, he gets a two-second gap, but the problem, though, is is I think he's already used so much energy to get that lead in those two-second lap, those two-second gap, that those guys, they instantly reel him in. So this is, what, four straight motos now where Kenny has been behind second place or either been behind first or been behind second by over 20-plus seconds? Yeah. Dude, it's not going to get any better when we go east. No. And that was another – that was the second straight weekend – where it has not been a hot weekend. I think it's supposed to be hot this weekend in Lakewood. I think it's supposed to be in the 90s. Sweet. So we're going to have a real good indication of where Kenny is cardio-wise. Mm-hmm. This is just what Kenny does these days. I think that I'm not going to go as far as to say that I think he is going to exit the series now. I think that he sticks it out. But he's got a real issue that right now I think he has only been second and third because he's been getting good starts. Mm-hmm. I think that when we go east, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I think that there's a few guys behind him that if he doesn't get a good start, that can beat him straight up. Hmm. So I I don't really have much to say about Kenny anymore. Like this is this is what Kenny does. Kenny's been doing this outdoors for how many years now? Yeah. So God, that first lap was fucking good. That second but here, lap, holy and, shit. And you're right, but it's hard for me to even get excited about that shit anymore because I know what's going to happen, what's going to proceed the fir- after that first lap. Oh, I mean, yeah, we know what's going to happen. Like, he's going to go backwards a little bit, whatever, settle in somewhere. And I mean, dude, he was, what, 30-plus back that first moto oh, of Ando yeah. and Chase? Oh, yeah, but, those, but dude, those guys were on fucking rail. And here's the thing. We'll, we'll go back to one more point I want to make here um, with, the, with the Chase-Ando thing. Mm-hmm. You get off that first moto, and you say it yourself, Ando looked like he gassed himself, essentially, yeah. that first moto. And then you look at Chase, and Chase is like, he fucking walked out of the fucking bedroom after sleeping all night. Like, yeah. he was fucking, he was fresh at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. So, like, I don't know, man. But the it's, problem, though, is is that, and that is that is a good point. That, to me, is a scary look for everybody else. If that guy can go that fucking fast. But once again, and get done with thirty plus two. Because let's face it, we talked about this earlier. He ran with him, and he ran with Tomac till the very fucking end of both those motos. It was yeah. not like the guys passed him and then gapped him or whatever. He was a dude. They were right there going over oh, yeah. that wall jump both motos. And if he can walk out of that and just be like, "Yeah, what's up, dude? I'm cool." But once again, though, it comes back to the thing though that everything has gone right for him these four, through these first four motos though. 
You uh, to me that doesn't say anything. That is easy to be like, oh, you can get yeah, you're gonna win the title if you get four straight good starts. Tell me what he's doing after he gets a tenth place start. He gets an eighth place start. He has to come through the pack because he's not gonna nail. He's not gonna nail twenty four straight starts. Probably not. No, it's not gonna happen. So that's the thing that if we have an idea that he's gonna implode and crash his brains out coming through the pack, and we know that Anderson, anytime he gets a bad start, that he can at least salvage points. That's why I will take Anderson. Yes, I agree that they are two very, very close people. We even saw that at the end of Supercross. But like I said, the difference is is one of them I can bank on is going to do damage control, and the other one, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to get out of that guy. Speed-wise, I don't, I don't think he has a problem moving forward, but you got you, you, you to be real with yourself in saying that he has a tendency to hit the deck. He does have a tendency to hit the deck. Now, see, I don't remember as much in outdoors. If he does or not, I don't. I don't remember. But I see, here's the thing too. Look, he's also the points leader, so that's going to creep into his mind that oh, I need to rush it and I need to move forward. Before yeah. he was never in a situation where he was leading the points, so he goes, you know what? I'm just going to fucking wherever I end up, I end up. Well, it's definitely going to creep into his mind that if he's getting tenth place starts or he's getting eighth place starts, he's going, dude, I got to move forward because now I now I really do have a shot at this title because this is the first time since 2019 that he's at or 2020. 2020 Supercross, yeah, 2020 Supercross, 250s, that he's been in a situation where he's been the points leader. I'll tell you what, if I'm fucking Lars Lindstrom, I'm sitting there watching that interview with him, that that the the podium interviews mm-hmm. after the races, and I'm pointing to him going, do you see what you look like? Do you see what they look like? Don't ever freak out, because you have more in the tank than any of these fucking guys right now. Yeah. The only one who didn't look... I mean, Kenny didn't look bad either, but obviously, as we talked about, he was 30 seconds back, you know, whatever. Tomac didn't look like he really was gassed either. He looked okay. So, but Tomac is doing Tomac things, as we can talk about here, because we kind of skipped over him. He goes 4 1 for three yesterday. Yeah. And that second moto, he was, he looked good. He did look good that second moto. Yeah. So the first one, it was kind of like, oh, boy, here we go. And all I can hear in my head is Justin's conspiracy theory about Tomac. And then the second one, when he was moving forward, I'm hearing your conspiracy theory again. Like, oh, we can't make this look too bad. Like, we got to. Yeah. But everybody's saying his knee's fine. He's saying it's not 100%, but it's fine. It's just. I don't I don't know. I'm still up in the air whether he's going to do the whole series or not. I still think that he's going to bow out. I still think that he's going to. I still think that he's going to. Bow, he's going to leave after high point because we're going to be in a two-week break. If he comes back, then, yeah, he's racing the whole series if we see him at Redbud. But I still don't know what you're going to get. Wait, do we, have, we don't have a break between Thunder Valley and high point? No, it goes Thunder Valley, high point, oh. break, and then four, break, and then the last four. Yeah. They literally made it so you do four and four and four. Oh, okay. So, I mean, good on them. But um, I don't, I don't really know how to take yesterday because it was kind of the same thing we always see from him a lot of the time. You know, and I know that they were talking about with Gilly, like, hey, like the bike was squatting too much. It was too soft at Paula and stuff. And now that we're especially starting going to these tracks where they're a little bit more loamy, a little more tackier, the rut's a lot deeper. You definitely can't have it squatting too much because yeah. then you start scraping peg, you know. And then the Now, cu- that is what I heard is that his setup was way off at yeah. Paula, is yeah. what they said. And he kind of put it in the hands of the team and they, eh, it wasn't great. So I don't know. Take yeah. that for what it's worth. You know, we hear that a lot, but. We'll see. I mean, the bike looked better at Hangtown, but once again, though, like, okay, he goes 4-1. He didn't, once he got around Chase, I think a lot of people were like thinking, oh, he's going to start gapping. And then Chase did what he did with Ando in the first moto. He sat back there. He's like, all right, I'm going to calm down a little bit. 
I'm gonna let see what he's doing, see if he's got any different lines, and then because I know I have the in the tank he still. La- he lashed out, yeah. bro. He he lost a little bit. Like I think the gap at most got it to like two and a half seconds. He reeled it back in. So Chase played it smart too, but it's. I'll tell you what. It's I heard a, I think I was listening to Swaps. How was your weekend? Mm-hmm. It shocked Tomac. What that Chase latched onto him. Why he literally? Well, I guess he didn't watch it. It shouldn't shock him. He watched Chase do he, the same fucking thing. The f- he legitimately said that it surprised him how good Chase latched onto him. That's that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know why he would think that because it's not like Eli was going fucking five seconds a lap faster than everybody yeah, else. Yeah, I don't know. He was just running a decent pace, but I don't know how that would shock him because he literally watched him do the same thing in the first fucking moto. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's that surprises me that he would that, that surprised him. Like that doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. I don't know why he would think that because the days of him getting out front and then pulling thirty, those days are over with. Mm-hmm. So like he, I don't know. He was good that second moto. I don't. I didn't look at lap times yet, but I mean, he obviously he was basically did this. He basically did the same. Th- those two did the same thing that Chase and Ando did the first moto. Mm. It was literally the same thing. Now I don't think the lap times were obviously the same because the track broke was broke down more. But they basically did the exact same thing as far as like who was doing what speed wise. Yeah. So I don't know why that would shock him. That makes no sense. Like, there's no way in his mind that he thought, "Oh, I'm gonna get around Chase and then I'm gonna gap him by 20." Like, dude, you weren't going that much faster than him. Yes, you caught him, but you literally just watched him do the same thing the first moto to Ando. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I think that's kind of a weird comment, but whatever. I mean, but I don't know what we're gonna get out of Tomac. Like, if he's here for the rest of the year, but that's how he's gonna ride. He's not going to be in the championship. Like, yeah, if he ekes out a moto win here and there, like it'll keep him relevant points wise. But it, I don't. It's it's probably going to come down to Sexton and Anderson. Yeah. And now we're going to see what happens when we go east. You know. And here's another thing too. And I know that I think I'm more hoping that this happens because the more and more the day the weeks go on and we don't hear anything. I know this is only week two, but. If Dylan comes back, and once again, I know the probability of that is very slim, but just say hypothetically that he does, he's also going to throw a monkey wrench into these dudes' program because now you're talking about a guy that's not even in the points, mm-hmm. that if he's 100%, now obviously if he came back halfway, it would probably take him two weekends. So now we're sitting at we're sitting at Millville, so round eight. So you'd only have four rounds to go. But now you're talking about a dude that has nothing to lose at that point. Mm-hmm. He's fresher than everyone. Like, literally, because he hasn't fucking raced since Detroit Supercross. Yeah. That's going to fuck up everything for everybody, too. Like, because he's going to go out there, and he's going to start winning motos, and he's not even in the fucking points. It's so cute how you have a man crush on him, and you think he's coming back this year. It's possible. He's not. I wouldn't be so sure about that. You won't see him until 2023. I I wouldn't be so sure of that. You won't see him until 2023. You can can say that all you want. I'll stamp that. You can say that all you want, but there's no proof of that yet. No. Uh, one more thing before we start moving on to fifth place and beyond. Any issues with Sexton cleaning out lappers? I think it was dumb. I don't know what, like... Th- the first time he did it, I thought it was an accident. Then the second time, I'm like, nope, he's just trying to ride those lines, and those guys are in his way, and he's like, move, bitch. Yeah, I think it's a little bit... I think it was a little bit ridiculous that he thought he had to do that. Like, I understand that he they might have been in his line, but they literally, like, were going so much slower than him, and they weren't in front of him. Like, yeah. they were literally holding their line. So I think it's a little bit of a dickhead move on Chase's part. Like, especially Devin, Devin Harriman. Like, Grant Harlan, okay, that was a little bit different. But Harriman was literally stopped. The first one, I was like, all right, dude, like, that was a mistake. The second one, I was like, like Harri- not mistakes anymore. Yeah, Harriman was literally stopped. If I'm Harriman, I would have gone over there and had some words. I'm like, dude, I'd have been like, dude, 
I wasn't. I was literally stopped in the corner. Yeah. Like I, it's not like I was like trying to push forward and I was in front of you and you would like try to have to anticipate. Am I gonna come over on you? Like he was literally stopped at the apex of the corner, and Chase still just decided to fade wide for them. The Harlan thing, whatever. But if I'm Harriman, I I wasn't too happy. That was some. That was a dickhead move on Chase's part. I think it was unnecessary. It was an interesting move. I don't know if I'd do the same thing to Lappers, but that's me. So No, because it goes back to the whole thing that we've talked about with other people before. Can't win championships with enemies. Yeah, because you're going to be lapping these dudes all summer long, and if yeah. they're like, hey, this fucking Fuck dude this took guy. me out for no reason, yep. I'll fucking take his front wheel out. Yep. Um, all right, moving on. Fifth place. Craig goes 5-5 for fifth. That's another good ride for him. And from what I understand from the from the interviews I'm hearing from him, that's what he's expecting to do all summer is be in the top five. I mean, I don't know why he wouldn't. You know, if you... If you look at it right now, and the two guys that finish behind him when we get to them, but it's like, once again, Dylan's not there. AC's not there. And we'll get to Barsha. I don't know what the fuck's going on with him. Malcolm's not there. I mean, there's guys missing, so it's like, I don't know why he wouldn't think that he could be top five all summer long. The East Coast tracks, once again, and I know I feel like I'm beating a a dead horse on this, but that's where it's, for me it's going to be very interesting for some of these guys because we know how some of these guys we we have an idea of the top guys of what they do when we go east mm-hmm. but you're talking about a craig you're talking about dungies in that mix fucking whatever going on there and plessinger and mckelrath and barsha and all them barsha maybe not so much but we don't really know what's going to happen when they go east with those guys with eli kenny and O'Chase, we know what's going to happen with them but for a guy like Christian, where it's not like he's been bad when we've gone to the East Coast, but we also know he's a lot more comfortable on this hard, dry, you know, even though yesterday was a little bit loamier, more predictable dirt. Yeah. We we know how he is when he's on these West Coast-type tracks with the really hard bases. Yeah. Because he's grown up riding in his entire life. It's predictable for him. But you start going to these East Coast rounds where it's tacky and fuck it, it can just drag your fucking front wheel because you got a good drive going through the corner, or it sticks when you want to pivot. I don't know. Like, I think Christian has been great through these four motos. Yeah. And I'll say it again. We go to Thunder Valley, and he does this again. I'm going to be like, okay, he's this is where he's going to be all year long. Because we know Thunder Valley this weekend is not going to be like it was at Hangtown and Paula, especially mm-hmm. if it's 80, 90 degrees out. Yeah. I think Christian's been great, and I think this is where he should be with the guys that are not there or the guys that are still up and down through these first couple rounds. So, yeah, I think he should be top five. Yep. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, sixth place, Caroli goes seven six. So first off, let's just start with that holy because that was glorious. It was, and then that fucking scrub. Was oh, just I know. Like what the hell are that you was, doing? Yeah, bro? I mean, dude, I think he's that just was having tense, like camping. Uh, did you? And it's funny because we talked about this on the show, the first show, the chassis. Did you hear his comments about the chassis? How it's way different. How it's way fucking stiffer. It didn't. And let's put it this way. It didn't look good again yesterday. No, and it's funny that we actually made the comments that we did about it from Paula. Cause yeah. we, so I feel we should get some props for that one because yeah. we were like the first people to real. I mean, I don't know about the other shows, but I feel like we were the first people to really talk about that. Mm-hmm. And it was way stiffer. Now, yes, once again, because there are works bikes over there. And like I said, they have 10 different frames to choose from. Yeah. They can use gussets. They can take material out. Whereas over here, they have to use a production frame. Um. But, yeah, I mean, he looked better, but it's very obvious that, once again, he is not in race shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, the start was good. The speed is still a little bit off, but it's not, like, really, really far off. But, yeah, the cardio is not there. And I also find it funny that he goes, yeah, you know, we signed up for to do another two rounds. And I'm like, Tony, just tell everybody. You're doing yeah. the whole fucking series. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be real. Well, you're doing the whole fucking thing, just yep. like Dungey is. So I had a chuckle about that. 
But it was better had, than it had a chuckle about that. I had huh? a chuckle about had that. A chuckle, a chuckle, just a little, Tony, a knee slapper, prankster. But I mean, he looked better Big than he did guy. Apollo. Yeah, ish, ish. Beat Dungey, dude. This KTM team's all fucked. It's weird. It's it's yeah, it's fucking weird. Which honestly, if I'm Ian and I'm Roger, I'm uh, making a call to the two five here pretty soon. Oh yeah. Not that Ryan and Tony have been bad. They've been good, and I think that the expectation in that truck is probably where they. This is where they thought. Mm-hmm. AP once again, I stand by it. Like I knew that the first five six rounds were going to be a struggle bus because he hasn't fucking raced in a long time. But if I'm Roger and Ian, I'm going. Well, maybe we should hit Marv up. Because here's the thing. I don't. I will not say Marv would be running with Ando and Chase, but there's nothing that leads me to believe that Marv would not be right in there battling yeah. for third oh, and yeah. fourth. Oh yeah. Like I, I, I truly believe that I feel like Marv would be right there with Kenny right now. Mm-hmm. There'd be no reason not to believe that. Yeah. So oh, if yeah. I'm Roger and Ian, I'm I'm making a call to the two five here pretty soon. <sighs> yeah. Um. So moving on, Dungy goes six seven for seventh. Lot worse than Fox. This is. More so where I saw him landing. Yeah. That six six to nine range. This is, yeah. Do you think this it's going to get worse, though, when it gets hot? I mean, I don't think cardio is his issue, but, man, it's been a long time since he's done 35-minute motos when it's 100 degrees out. You know that comment that Kenny made about, like, not pushing it? Yeah. I believe if you multiply that by 10 is how Dungy feels. So, Oh, because he was so much further back this weekend mm-hmm. than he was at Paula. Mm-hmm. And kind of the same thing, too. I believe that when he knew that he was doing this, he was pounding out motos at Fox. Mm-hmm. And then I think he also realized that when fourth and fifth or whatever he went at Fox 5-5 five, five or whatever it was, when he realized, oh, this is the best I have, he's probably like, well, shit. Fuck. <laughs> Just started right off with that. Did so. you, before we move on to the next person, though, did you happen to see that he made a comment? I don't know if this was with Vital or not. That he had talked about how in 2018 they had, the con- they had a contract all written up for him to come back. And something Mm-mm. went wrong. I didn't watch the whole video, but I think it was vital. Hmm. Apparently in 2018, there was a contract all written up for him to come back. Interesting. And then something happened, and I didn't watch the whole video, so like I don't know. But yeah, I guess that was a thing. Hmm. Now, whether that's true or not, we don't know, but whatever. Interesting. Super interesting. We'll see what happens in Thunder Valley this, though. He's been good there over the years. I don't have... I don't have real. I don't have high hopes either. Hopes of this getting much better. But there are a few tracks that on the uh, as we move forward that he can come in with going. Oh well, I like these tracks a little bit more. So we'll see how it does. Because Thunder Valley, I think he would tell you is one of those tracks. And then if he goes out and gets fifth again, and that's the best he can do, it's like well, then that's just where you're going to be the entire year. Yeah. So okay. All right. Moving on. Aaron Plessinger goes nine eight for eighth overall. Is he in the office again on Monday? Because the two old guys beat him again. I just, I think this is where he was going to be the first half of the season. I mean, dude, he is so far behind the eight ball. And now I'm not saying that if he was up to par, that like he'd be running up front with the the two three and the two one. But I mean, why would we think that this is would be any better? I mean, dude, he hasn't fucking raced since the second round of Supercross, and he probably has a total of two and a half months on that bike. This is just where he's going to be the first half of the season. This is who he is. For up until Redbud, yes. Now, I think that when we go Southwick, I think that he should be better. But 
Dude, I think the eighth is probably the best you're going to see out of him for the first five, six rounds. Hmm. I don't think he's going to do any better than that. There's uh-huh. no reason to believe she would be. I don't think so either, to be honest with you. So, I don't uh, – it's just a bad look when the – The two old guys? Two old guys on your team who are on the same bike you are what is it, are Dunges, beating you. Dunges. And Cairoli's going, I don't even like this bike. Yeah, he's like, like this terrible. fucking bike sucks and never ridden. Now, it is going to be interesting, though, because going to Thunder Valley, I, the last thing I'll say about Tony, he has knowledge of Thunder Valley, though. Granted, it's been since 2010, but he knows this track. Yeah, that's true. Because he rode MX of Nations. That's true. So this is the first track we're going to that he has knowledge of it. Granted, that was fucking 12 years ago, but still, the track hasn't changed a lot. Mm-hmm. So that'll be it'll be interesting to see how he does this weekend if you see a little bit more pep in his step because he's going. Got that yeah, fucker. Got uh, Die, bitch. Glad we're. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's just a little bit of a tidbit for anybody who doesn't know. So, he has track knowledge of this weekend. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, so, Joey Savachi, late game audible, makes his first start here on the Kawasaki. Goes 11-9 for ninth overall. Not bad. Not I mean, his right. qualifying times were a lot better than I expected, too. I mean, I, dude, I, I don't have anything bad to say about that. That's right where I see him slotting in there. So How bad will it look, though, that... Because I think if you're Joey, obviously Joey wants to do better than that. But if you're Joey, that's a good way to start off, considering everything he's been through this year. Literally yeah. racing, what, two races? Yeah. And back on the fucking Kawasaki. Yeah. I'm like, they hasn't ridden since 2019. Um, How bad of a look is it going to be that if he keeps building and he keeps 100% and he stays 100% and then they dial that bike in more and he starts consistently beating AP and Shane and Barsha and he catches up to Craig, and then he eventually just starts beating them all the time. Like, that's just, if I'm those guys, that's not really a good look in my opinion. Nope, not at it's all. It's just not, because no. he's not going to be on that bike next year. <laughs> no. So, if I'm them, that is not something I want to see happen. No, not at all. It's, I don't know, the, still a bunch of question marks in this 450 But he class. rode good. He rode good for yeah. having his first, I mean, he didn't crash that I know of. I don't think he did. And yeah, I think I think that was something you could work with if you're him. Yep. Um, all right. So Barsha goes ten eleven for tenth. The fuck is There's going something on? Wrong what over is there? going on? I with don't him, know. Dude? What? I, I don't know. But it's is, not good over there. What is happening to him? This is a, this is a big disappointment for a guy that, as much as people like to talk shit about him, he is a very consistent dude, especially yeah. outdoors. Oh yeah. What the? I fuck? don't know. Last week wasn't good. This, this week was worse. Not good. Yeah, like there like, was nothing this week. No, I mean, is... dude, what was it? Was it the second moto? He could hardly get around Freddie Norn. Yeah. It's not a like a diss on Freddie Norn, but he shouldn't have any problem getting around Freddie. Yeah, and he just couldn't. Yep. What the fuck is happening? I man? don't know, man. But that that Bam Bam on that gas gas is not going fast fast here. Yeah, Mister. It's weird to think about Barsha and saying the term consistent. But if you want to be honest with yourselves, he has been consistent pretty much his entire 450 career. 100%. And right now, this is not, not this good. is not a guy I've ever not seen good. before. No. I like I can honestly say I've never seen this version of I Justin Barsha. Usually when we start the series, especially either one, doesn't yeah, matter. When it doesn't we start matter. the series, yeah. he's usually very good. And he's good for about then, to the halfway point. Yeah, and outdoors he's good, yeah, till about halfway. So. I mean, dude, there's been nothing. Not even in, not even qualifying. There's no. been nothing. No. There's not been one lap that I've seen him put in. Where it's been like, okay, nope, something, something's up, something's got to be going on, something's smelling. We'll have to see if we can figure it out this week, but it's not good. No, it's not. It's not good. That is, and once, 
And see, this is the last thing I'll say about this. This is the problem when you're a factory team and you only have one 450 guy. Uh-huh. Because you have nothing else to nobody to look around and go, hey, uh, what are we doing? Yep. You're the guy that everybody's fucking looking at. Mm-hmm. It's not good. It's not, not good at all. <laughs> not good. Gas Gas team didn't have a good day all day yesterday. No. All the no, way around. We'll no. get to the other ones. We'll get no. to the 250 side. So, yep. um, All right. Uh, March Banks goes 813 for 11th overall. That's pretty much where I see I him mean, slotting in. So that's... Both of his first motos through the first two rounds have been good. I mean, top 10. I think it was... I think he was ninth the first moto if, at Paula, if I remember correctly. Maybe 10th. So, I mean... Yeah, something like that. He's been floating right around that top his 10. First, his first motos have been good. This, I is, think this that, in my mind is just it's fine. This I think is, where this I, is what he's what yeah. it should be. But <laughs> I feel like I'm repeating myself a lot. It's only been in the seventies for the first two rounds. Yeah, oh yeah. So yeah. Yeah. We'll you see can, when we get hot. It's probably gonna go real bad. Yeah. So uh Fast Freddy goes fourteen ten for twelve. I'm that Butler Brothers KTM. Yeah, that BBMX. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, fucking whatever. Um, A Mark goes thirteen twelve for thirteen. Yeah, kind of where we thought he would be. Shane goes twelve fourteen for fourteen. Was okay. a lot further off the pace yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that was, but mm. wasn't Fox Raceway. That's what no, that was. No, no, no. All right, wasn't. let me skip through here. See if there's anybody else. Oh, Mar- Marshall Welton had a good day. Marshall Welton, Michigan's own. He did have a good day, sixteen fifteen for good for him. 15th. That's On kind of his own him. deal. Yep. Um, let's see here. Anybody else? Uh, no privateers really stepped up. I mean, Harlan had a good second moto. Bogle, 37 DNS. What the fuck? God. He's, it's not good there. That You want to talk about not good? It's yeah. Not good. We might see him retire before the outdoor season's over. Well, we'll see him retire only until we get to World Supercross, and then he's going to go ride World Supercross. Maybe. Um, friend of the show, Scott Meshy, goes 39-40. He had a rough day. He had I to go through the LCQ. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong. I asked him. He did not respond. So Yeah, he. Uh, I don't know. He even had to go in through the LCQ, which is not something Scott has been used to for a while. Yeah. He yeah. won the LCQ, but, yeah, I mean – yeah, I don't. I don't know what's going on with him yesterday either. Um, hmm. One guy I do feel bad for though is uh, Josh Gilbert. That was the last one I was going to talk Jesus about here. Evidently, what a shitty, shitty dude. Start to that the day was there. that was that was bad. Yeah, that was he bad. KO'd himself. Yep, and fucked my fantasy into oblivion. Yeah, well, I mean, you also decided to pick Shut Felix, up. Lo- <laughs> Felix Lopez. Felix Lopez in Canada. Shut up. <laughs> it's fine. It's um, fine. yeah, I mean, it is really weird to think about, though, that the way this 450 class is because it's kind of the same way it was last year. Super strong till about ninth, and then it's just, like, all over the place. Yeah. And the reason why I say that, too, is even though this guy is all over the place, Freddie Norton's teammate, Benny Bloss, solid at Fox. Don't know what he was doing yesterday at Hangtown. Mm-hmm. Don't have any idea what he was doing yesterday at Hangtown. Um, It'll probably switch next weekend. Yeah, it probably will. Uh, so yeah, I mean, everybody talked about how crazy the end of the year was last year for privateers. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be the same freaking thing this year. Oh yeah. I mean, dude, if you're, especially when we start going to these East coast where the privateers, the, the depth of the privateer talent is a lot more, you know, cause we still have guys like John short, I think are coming back. Jeremy hand. When we go to the East coast, uh, Ben LeMay, I think will show up at some point. Yeah. And I guess before we even get into it, uh, cause there's really nobody else to talk about. Kev still plans on making his day 
entrance into the series this weekend, right? My plan is to talk to him this week and make sure, but yes. He just finished the race bike yesterday. If he's if he's in, what are we expecting? I don't know. Okay. I gotta talk to him. I haven't I haven't talked to him yeah. in like a couple three weeks, so I don't know at this point. Because I don't know what he's been doing for training. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Hopefully he can be top 20 and get some points. We'll see. There's nothing we're going to be able to do but drop the gate and see what happens. Yeah, so. right. All right. Anything else with 450s here before we take a quick break? and then mm, Not really. Okay. Cool. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We will come back with 250s here in just a second. All right. And we're back. 250 class action. 250 class brought to you by our friends at the Dirt Bike Depot. If you need some new moto gear but don't want to pay those expensive retail prices, shop the Dirt Bike Depot for all your moto gear needs. Gear sets, boots, helmets, goggles, and more. They specialize in athlete-only boots as well as tons of other items that you can't buy in stores. Follow them on Instagram at the Dirt or at Dirt Bike Depot and DM them with any questions you may have. So Dirt Bike Depot bringing you our 250 review here from Hangtown. So, let's just start with 23 and 1? No. Hell no. <sighs> Come on, man. No, bro. Because okay. I, because like, so, so where I was, we still have a lot of questions, I think, in the 450 class. We All kind right. of have an idea, but yesterday, I actually, I don't know about you, but I actually had more of my questions answered in some of the 250 stuff. Okay. As far as where I think guys should be. All right. But I don't want to jump too far ahead and start, like, because I know we're going to have a list. But no. Uh, yesterday, so Brock Glover was in the booth, and I know that like they have to say certain things, and I know that our eyes would tell us one thing, but I think that yesterday there was no part of me that did not believe Jet was, wasn't sick. It was very visibly obvious that he was Bro. sick. He's laying on his handlebars for the second moto. But I think that that was a little bit too... I think it was a little bit too blown out of proportion that that was going to affect his riding because we don't know what it was. Because I, to me, it looked like he was dealing with a stomach bug. Because you could kind of tell he was... Okay, so here's the thing. I would assume you as well. We've all, at some point in our lives, have done something physically active when we have felt sick. Yes. I, and I imagine you have as well, because like I said, most people have. I've done it whether when it's been a fever and stomach. Mm-hmm. Stomach sucks, but stomach, for me at least, and I feel like most people, is one of those things that once you get your heart rate up and your adrenaline going, is easier to push through than you being fucking having a head cold and not being able to breathe out of your nose. So I'm not taking anything away from away from Jet yesterday. Like you could visibly tell he was not 100. Mm-hmm. But I think it was a little bit too blown out of proportion that we would think that that was just going to completely fuck up his riding because he still rode the same as he normally would. Bro, he, not 100 percent Jet still puts beat down on those boys that second moto. He didn't put the beat down on him. He won. He didn't win by a mile. Cooper was right there. There's a difference. Take your take Jet's penis out of your mouth. That was not a beatdown. Cooper was there the whole time, and Joe would have caught him had he not crashed. Yeah, kind of was. No. Kind of was. What was really? What was the gap? Was. Guess what? Was what? The, what was the Guess what? He's the only one out of those top four that did not fucking crash yesterday. No, but he didn't. Also, he's he, not a hundred percent. He can't fucking see straight, and he. Nah, didn't I don't fu- believe that. And he I don't didn't believe fucking that. crash. I don't believe that. That's bullshit. 
That's... Justin Cooper cross ruts goes off the track. Fucking Shmoda. No, no, Hunter I'm talking about the seeing straight part. I don't know it's where that. It's fine. It's fine, dude. It's cool. You can be a non-believer. When we get to the end of the season here, and we've won at least the 20, if He's, not more no. motos than I that I called at the beginning of the year. No. Then I'm just going to rub your fucking dick in the dirt, dude. No, because he would have not won that moto had Joe not gone down. It was, Joe was going a second and a half faster than Jet was if coming through the pack. he wasn't sick, he'd have won by 40 seconds yeah, both I don't motos yesterday. I don't believe that at all either. So, no. All right. You cannot Look, believe you it. Look, dude, you call, me a Dylan, you call me a Dylan Homer. You you are blind when it comes to Jet. You are blind. Dylan's an old man. Jet Dylan is, is also a four. Jet, t- how many Jet's championships? The uh, Jet's the future. Yeah. Okay. He's not even in the four fifty class yet. He's not even in the four fifty class. Generational yet. talent. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Generational talent. Sure. Okay. He just put on a fucking show yesterday. How do you figure? He didn't even win by more than a second. He couldn't. And he wasn't the fastest dude in the second moto. Joe was. He couldn't even sit upright on his bike on the line. Yeah, and it sure didn't show when he was riding, so that's horse shit. And then he goes out and he hole shots and just fucking pff, gone. See he wasn't ya. gone. He wasn't gone. He Justin Cooper, the whole entire moto, was literally within two seconds of him. That's not gone. Come on, bro. Come on. Calm down. You're getting, you're getting, you're doing what I do with Dylan. You're he getting is, too far to yourself. Generational, and he just had a fucking generational style ride yesterday, and here we are. Yeah, okay. Big points lead already. Not a big points lead. What's he it's got? Only eleven points. Yeah. And Hunter crashed two times yesterday. Yeah. I can debate what. And okay, Jet we're spending two. Jet didn't crash at all. He didn't, but he also didn't win the first moto either. Shit, and he didn't crash at all. He also got smoked the first moto. Yeah, it smokes a relative term. What do you mean? He battled right up there with those no, he guys. Didn't. Mo's been won by seven seconds over Cooper in second, and Cooper beat him by what two, three seconds? Yeah, Mo's been not even on my radar. No, he's not. Well, <laughs> I think that that's a little unfair because the second moto was not his fault. The second moto was the fact he was riding with bent bars, and he pulled into the pits. Because he crashed. Yeah, but what did he do when he got the first moto? He won the first moto by seven seconds, and no one was close. Yeah. Okay, but then he pulled Mosman stuff and couldn't He did, it. and I'm not picking Mosman for a championship, but we're spending too much time on Jet. My point is is that yesterday proved— We can never spend too much time on Jet. Yes, we can, because I'm sick of tired of seeing that. He is a generational talent. Yeah, I don't care. I really don't Generational. He's going to go to the 450 class and get pecker slapped. No, it's fine. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think, think so. he's going to do some pecker slapping. Here. I don't think so. Not as long as Eli Tomac's still in that class. <sighs> he's smooth and smooth as fast. He's fast also not faster smooth. than he's also not faster than Eli. So you 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 really want to go down this road. You really want to start you want to start a dumpster fire right now. <sighs> we'll go down that road a different time. He's not as fast as Eli. I'm sorry, bud. As long as Eli is still in the class in Supercross, we Jet's not just, winning a 450. We'll just agree to disagree on stuff. Okay, let's just move on. You are way. You are so over the top with Jet, dude. Generational talent. I don't give a damn if he's a generational talent. It's hard because we don't see them too often. You know, I've Stu, seen him a bunch in my lifetime. What Stu, do you mean, Ricky? Now Jet. I mean, it's hard. I also saw Travis Pastrana. I saw <clears throat> Robbie Raynard in the '90s. Jeremy McGrath. Like, dude, through the '80s, it was Ricky Johnson and David Bailey. Like, there's you weren't a- alive in the '80s. No, I'm saying ev- so they've been around. Her down. They've been around. It's not just fucking Ricky and Stu. There's been a whole bunch of Travis Pastrana. Like I said, there's been a whole bunch of them. I don't think Jet's gonna go do backflips. I think he's in on the racing thing. He also didn't win a title as rookie year either, like Travis did. Yeah, it's fine. Shit happens. It's yeah, cool. it does. Yeah. It's cool. It's fine. Look, he's a generational talent, and we're here. Yeah, well, you know what? If he doesn't do it in the 450 class, nobody's going to care. Yeah. It's not going to matter what he did in the 250 class. I think I think we'll be fine. 
I don't think so. We're going to be just fine. He's going to get slapped around. And we're going to have golden jet shirts everywhere when he hits 450s. You know, it's also going to be funny, too, is if he goes to the 450 class and the moment he realizes that, oh, shit, I'm riding with the big boys and he starts getting beat, all his popularity is going to go down the drain. Because yeah. nobody likes to nobody likes to... Nobody likes to cheer for a guy that's not winning. I don't think that's going to be a problem. I do. Zero problem. Especially as much as I hate to say it, uh, and we keep talking about Chase Sexton in his third year. Yeah. If this guy's figured it out, same thing. I don't think he's going to be beating his teammate for a while. That's highly debatable. How so? Jet's a generational talent. Sexton's really good, but Jet's a Chase, generational Chase also has better technique than Jet does. It's facts. Whatever you say, man. Whatever you say. Look, I'm just going to let you sit over there. Hey, they both have the same amount of 250 titles. You can keep splashing that haterade this way. It's not haterade. It's I'm just being. I'm just going to keep like, wacha, wacha, dodging it. It's just I'm not Daniel Blair and I'm not getting all over this kid's nuts because he's won two titles. Like, big deal. Chase won two titles too. Cool. It's just there. There's just other factors to it that you can't seem to see. It's okay. It's cool. I remember when I was blind to other factors. I also were living through the stew days and that didn't go well, did it? <sighs> Good old Stu. Chase doesn't have, or Jet doesn't have half the talent Stu does, or half the speed. Hmm. And that didn't work out well for him, did it either? Well, look, if we can take three quarters of the speed and control it, we're going to win a lot of fucking titles. Maybe in the 250 class. In both classes. Mm -mm. You got to have the speed all the time in the 450 class. I find it hilarious. You think he's not going to jump on a 450 and be even smoother when he doesn't have to ride the limiter? That is such a. That. that that comment, that argument that guys, just because they're smooth on a 250, they're going to get on a 450. I, I actually find it hilarious because every single dude that moves the 450 and I've never is, said that. Always, is always, oh my God, they're such a 450 guy. They're such a 450 guy. And now it's like, Jet, you're like, no. Yeah, because it's not no. fact. It's not proven. No. Neither are any of these other guys. Adam C. and Cirillo. Neither are any of these other guys. Adam C. and Cirillo. What about him? What did everybody say when he got off a of 250? Holy shit, it's going to smooth him out when he gets to the 450 because he doesn't have to ride as hard. How's that going for you? Yeah, but Jets, we're not smoothing him out. He's smooth already. Yeah, but you think that because he's smooth on a 250 that just because he goes to a 450, that's going to make him even better? That's not how that works. So is Jet like the one guy that you don't think is, is going to be I don't a think I have guy? I have never said guys on a 250, they're going to be better on a 450. It's going to smooth them out. I look at what is their technique and how do they go about races. That's why I never thought that Adam was going to go to a 450 and all of a sudden he was going to be smoother. Chase, same thing. Chase has now finally proved it, like, calming down a little bit. Chase arguably has the best technique of anybody riding a dirt bike in the world. And how much does he crash in Supercross? Okay. Mm -hmm. Jet has more talent than Chase does, but Jet's technique is not better than Chase's. And Chase crashes all the time on the 450. What I think is going to happen is the same thing as it's going to happen to Chase. It's the same thing that happened to AC, and it's the same thing that happened to Stu. Jet's going to get on that 450, and he's going to think, I have all this talent in the world, and I control that 250, and now I even have more power to straighten out, and then he's going to rely on it too much. The notion that everybody thinks because you're so good on a 250 that that's going to translate over the 450, it's never worked that way. Everybody, the only person I've ever seen that went straight from a 250 to a 450 that didn't have problems right away was Ken Roxon. That was the first person I've ever seen that went straight to a 450. And you could say dunge a little bit to an extent, but that's it. 
I'm happy because right now you're just giving me ammo because every time you bring somebody up who's moving up and you're like, oh man, but such I've never. But see, here's guy, the thing though. Here's I'm the thing. Just think, try, try to think back. Out. When have I ever said that a guy is going to be better on a 450 just because he's going on a 250? I've never made the comment that oh, the 450 is going to smooth them out. I don't. I don't buy that notion that just because oh, you're good on a 250 and you're smooth, they're going. That's not how it works for me. I don't look at the thing like oh, it's going to calm them no, down. No, it's a every bit. single guy that's moving off a 250. Yeah, like, and those oh, guys he's such a more 450 guy. Yeah, and those guys, are, those guys are those guys are more those guys are morons. That's Ex- not how that works. No, no, but that but that's what but you I don't, say. No, I don't. When have I ever said that? There are plenty of Who? guys we Name have gone so. through Name, the last five years. Name I don't so. know. Exactly. I will go back and find it. Find them. But find them and then bring them to my such, attention. He's such more a 450 guy. He's bring it to my attention. More, I, bring it dude, to my attention. Trust me. Find I will, it. Don't when you find it? Don't you worry. I find will. It. Hey, okay. Look. It's going to take a lot of footage because you're not going to find it. It is not going to be that hard. It's going to be because I could not think of one person off the top of my head that I've ever said. Actually, you I'll give you one. Colt Nichols. When have I ever said that he's going to be great on a four? You're thinking of Cole saying that. You, no, you said he's he's going to be good on a four fifty. He'll be good on a four fifty, but I've never uttered the words. It's going to smooth him out that, because he's on a four fifty. Okay, but now now you're now, now there's you're, a difference. I there's don't even know why it's, are we talking a, about smoothing him out. I didn't even say it was going to smooth him out. I said that he's already smooth, so now he's going to a 450 where he doesn't have to ride the limiter but like he I'm, does on the 250. But he doesn't ride the limiter on the 250. So it's going to be even thing? better. So then it's even going to be better. No, no, no. Because no, no. now goes, we're not going from nobody talks to trying to be smooth. Now it's like we're smooth, and we got on a bike that we're supposed to be smooth on. Nobody talks about it. even better. Nobody talks about the fact that that can go in reverse. Nobody ever talks about the fact that that can go in reverse. AC is the perfect example. Everybody thought that he was going to get on that 450, and because he was so good on the 250, and then he didn't have to ride so fucking hard, Look, where that it was going to calm th- him down. Where is my therapist couch here? Because we need to do some therapy here. Why Why do you hate Jet? I don't hate Jet. What I hate the, the people what that... What is d- with all the all it's not hate. hatefulness for it's not Jet? Ha- it's not hate for Jet. It's hate that everybody pumps this kid so much... When all he's done is won two fifty titles, and then they act like, oh, he's going to get into the four fifty class, and he's going to he's going to annihilate, he's going to do this and that. But there's a reason why that doesn't happen. The only person that has ever gone to the four fifty class and won right away, outside of Ricky Carmichael, was Ryan Dungey and Ken Roxon. Dungey was different because he still wasn't going to win that two thousand ten title had RV not hurt himself, and Kenny was different in fourteen because the only person he was racing was Ryan Dungey, and at that point. I don't think Ryan really cared about racing outdoors anymore. He raced RV in 14. No, he didn't. He didn't race. I'm talking about outdoors. He won a title. Okay. So it doesn't always happen that way. Look back through all the greats in history, and Ricky's not in the conversation because that's just – and he was riding 252 strokes before 450s. It doesn't work that way. The chances of Jet, because just because he is so good, of going straight into the 450 class and beating guys like Eli and a third – well, at at this point, he'd be a fourth year if he goes next year – Chase Sexton, Jason Anderson, who looks better than ever, Dylan Ferrandis, outdoors at least, and then also if Kenny's still in there, all these different dudes. It's so unlikely. It is so unlikely. Jed is really fucking good, but what will every person tell you? It's one thing to be good in the 250s, and then you get into the four. And AC, your boy, a guy that you supported way before Jet Lawrence, what has happened to him in his 450 career since he's gone in? About the same thing that happened in his 250 career, to be honest. But yet he doesn't have the title. He had the one title outdoors in 250s, yeah. and now he's never even sniffed an outdoor title or a title. Yeah. Okay. And arguably, you could say that the difference with AC was he's having even more hyper on him than Jet did. Because the difference with AC and Jet is, is AC was hyped his entire amateur career. Yeah. Whereas Jet, we didn't even really start talking about until he went to A class over here. So that's the thing is, I just, 
I'm getting to the point that I'm just getting annoyed every time Jet races or does something because people act like it's never been done before. It's annoying. It's been done so many fucking times. James Stewart literally did everything Jet's doing his entire uh, 125 career, I guess you could say. So why why should I be impressed by what Jet's doing? So much resentment. It's not resentment. It's annoyance that this media and Weege likes to get up there and say, why is there so much hate for the Lawrence brothers? Like, you know, everybody talks about him and then they're backing it up. Okay, they are backing it up. Yes, I will not. There's no way around that. But we're acting like these two are doing something that we've never seen before. We've fucking seen this shit all the time. Tell me what they do when they get to the 450 class. Because once they get to the 450 class and they're doing it, then we can have this conversation. But what happens, hypothetically, if Jet goes in the 450 class and he's just another dude? So we shouldn't hype anybody anymore? Not coming out of the 250 class. No. Not this earlier in their career. Because Jet has won two titles. Okay? So, we, so, we, so we don't hype anyone until after they've raced 450. Yes, I think that's a smart idea because then you start putting all this pressure on them and then they don't live so up to it. So we shouldn't even talk about the 250s. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> he told this, this, I'm what confused. I'm saying is, is we need to stop hyping these kids up because it doesn't matter what they do in their 250 career. It matters what they do when they get into their 450 career. They can win titles, and that's a stepping stone to the 450 classes, which this 250 class was supposed to be all these years ago. But like I said, hypothetically, what happens if Jet goes to the 450 class? And this is the last thing I'm going to say in this because we're not talking about anybody else. We need to move on. Jet goes to the 450 class, and he doesn't do anything his 450 career. He's just another dude. Then what? I, I mean, we'll find out. Okay, but that's my thing, though. Is then everybody going to be like, gonna, oh, my God, he's, he's not as good as everybody thought he was? No, he was really fucking good. It's just you guys put way too much hype on it. Then, it, then it's going to be exactly the same thing like AC, man. Like, huh, well, that was a bummer. That didn't and, work. And then you will see why I don't buy into hype with 250 guys. I mean, we've seen it all before. We've yeah. seen it work, and we've seen it not work. But they, it's been a they, long time since we've seen it somebody, actually work, though. Somebody just did a story on it about... Um, about 250 guys that never won a 450 title or something. I think it was yeah. Chris. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, I mean, dude, it, I mean, if it ha- if it happens that way, okay. But, but are you going to look back on some- his career and say, oh, my God, I guess he just wasn't as good? No, that's – see, that's what I will do differently. I won't go back and say, oh, he wasn't as good as we all thought. He was really, really good. It's just there's a difference when you're riding the 250 class with a bunch of kids, which is a kid, and then you go into the 450 class with dudes that have been doing this for fucking – eight plus years that know how to manage series and know when to push and know when to settle in and then know how to win championships yeah maybe okay so are you gonna if jet never wins a 450 side are you gonna be like oh my god i guess he wasn't as good as i thought that's why i don't I'm, hype 250 I'm just, kids up. i'm just gonna be like well i guess that floundered out like but it didn't but see that's the thing though i don't think it it's, did though it's kind of like with the ac thing here it's like well that, that just didn't work like which also makes everything i ever said about ac look real good because he hasn't proven a damn thing yet. You, I mean, you you were not wrong about that one. Which is, once again, though, why I'm not buying into the Jet thing. See, But do you see what I'm trying to say, though? I mean, I guess. Like, it, that's why I'm not buying into the Jet thing. Because what did everybody say? Oh, my God, AC is so fast. He's going to go in, put all those fast laps in in Supercross, fastest qualifier outdoors, and then what happened? Nothing has happened. It's not like AC has had a bad career. He's had shining moments. But he has yet to do anything. That's why I can't buy into this Jet thing, because like I said, the same thing could happen to Jet. He could go in at the 450, be super fucking fast, and then never win a goddamn thing. So we just aren't talking about 250s anymore. Got it. It's not that I don't want to talk about 250s. I just hate when all this hype is around these kids that they act like, oh, they should do this all the time. Like I said, Jet could go to the 450 class and do nothing. He could go in and dominate, but he could also do nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's why I don't like to hype up 250 guys. He's too young. He's He's not... 
He's, what, three years into his career, and he's fucking turning 19? He could turn 21 and just gas out. Yep. So that's why I don't like to hype these 250 kids up. Or he could win every 450 title he's ever in. Yeah, that's not going to happen. He's not Ricky Carmichael. Not even close. I don't know, man. There's a lot of other talking pundits in the industry that have. There are. Jason Thomas was is a prime example I can think of who was on the same kind of train you are mm-hmm. of nope, nope, not gonna hype him up. Nope, like he's really good, but like nope, nope, nope. And dude, the last. Well, I want to say since like Supercross, mm-hmm. he he is slowly transitioning to this fucking kid's really fucking good and not not based on speed. He mm-hmm. is basing it on all sorts of other uh, extracurriculars that you can't mm-hmm. stuff you can't buy stuff yeah. you can't teach racecraft line selection yeah. that kind of stuff. He's like he's like dude he does things that I'm like holy shit. But we said the same thing about AC though, except the difference was with AC is we were in awe of his speed. Yes. Ace. And then what happened? That's that's my thing. Is I'm not taking anything away from Jet. Jet is one of the most beautiful people to watch ride I've ever seen in my life. He's so relaxed. Okay, yes, he is so light on the bike. It is so fun to watch him ride. And when he gets into a groove, and I hate to use the word flow because I think we overuse that too much because a lot of people don't understand what that means. But when he gets into a groove and everything is clicking for him, it is so amazing to watch him ride. But I have seen this so many times with people where they get into the 450 class and it just doesn't work out, Mm -hmm. which is why I don't think it's fair to put all this pressure on Jet to set the world on fire and all of a sudden go be fucking Ricky Carmichael and just win everything. It's not even fair to him because he doesn't even win everything on the 250. Yes, he won the Supercross title, but there were moments where, once again, he didn't win every race. He also, we, he's not going to win every race in outdoors. But I, th- I think that is a positive thing. It is a positive for then him. Because then they're not expecting that. They're just like, all right, dude, let's go do good. But like, see, I don't think, think that's the thing, do though. Good. I think everybody thinks that he should win literally every time he lines up on a gate now. Well. His people in his camp, Lucas think- Myrtle is really good about controlling that. Hey, let me just tell you, you think it's bad now? Wait till Deegan gets there. The difference with Deegan is is Deegan's not even in the same realm as I know, Jet, though. But wait till Deegan gets there. But the difference with Deegan, though, is... You're going to have a million new people who are all going to think he should win every single fucking race. But see, here's the difference with Deegan, though, is Deegan will not win, so it won't be as annoying. Whereas Jet wins and wins championships, so it's a little bit different. You well, see what I'm saying? what I think the difference will be is instead of the talking pundits out there Just be the fucking- beating the battle drums, it'll be all the YouTube fans. Yes. So, Which for me is not as annoying because it's like, well, these are just like, you know, rabid fucking people. Look, I'm just saying we've all learned something today. Number one, we are no longer covering the 250 class oh because God. Justin believes it's absolutely worthless. Look, There's I no love the 250 class. No, we're not covering it anymore. Oh it's God. off the, it's off the schedule because there's, there's no point to it. Oh Nothing God. matters unless you ride 450s. So we're just we're not covering that, and uh, you also hold a lot of resentment towards Jet. Does he remind you of someone like a young you or something before you hit that fence or something? Like, Jesus is that, Christ, is that I, what, I wish. Why we're why we're upset here? God, I wish I fucking had. I'm a, just trying to get I wish to the I bottom had of this. Five percent. I'm Jet's just talent. Di- I'm just digging to the bottom. If of I this. had five percent of Jet's talent, I you know would have been racing professionally. You know, you know what? This this is going to get clipped to a section, and it's going to be just God. Don't you wish? Jet, don't Justin you wish? Hates Jet Lawrence. Don't you wish you had five percent of Jet's talent? Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, if I could ride the first four laps as fast as Kenny does, pff, I'd win every single fucking local yeah, race around here. Here's the thing, though. Think about if you went to like big races where you could ride like the last five minutes like Jet does. I mean, that'd be cool, too. Then you still win every race. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't think anyway. I could ride for 100 years and never ride like Jet does. 
or with the you and ninety nine point nine percent of the, the other technique people. that Chase does doesn't <laughs> matter. Jesus Christ! If you took Jet Speed and Chase's technique and just put them together into one person it's what i always said if you would have taken Stu's talent and speed and rv's technique you would have literally had the fastest person to ever throw a leg over a dirt bike yeah it'd be pretty close anyways all right so let's get on we talked way too much about jet and all that shit there's that's not facts um all right so uh justin cooper goes two three for second that was a much better ride i i don't i don't know he must have taken epos this week <laughs> Justin Cooper takes steroids. If it, if Clickbait. Way. Clickbait. Here we go. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. Like, that was the first thing I was thinking, and I was like, wow, he really got some injections this week. Because <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. They were like, oh, well, you know, bike setup was off, and we just we didn't have the right mindset or all this bullshit. And I'm like, dude, how do you go from being in 13th and 14th, thir- whatever he finished last week? I don't even remember. It that was, was bad. How, it was bad, it was. And all of a sudden, you go from that to you go 2-2, and you were contending for both. Well, the second moto win you were contending for. The first moto, Mosman got away from him. I'm like, yeah, dude, that just doesn't that that doesn't Something's happen. Not that, something here. doesn't make sense. Uh, they put something in the shit. Oh, they had there. to. Oh, God, there's something in those protein shakes. Genie, <sighs> yeah. you're a fucking smart I don't, person. I don't know what happened, man, but that's. I just don't buy into it. I don't, I don't buy either. there. There's no something. Whatever. <laughs> Something's happened. Look, smells fishy around he, here. <laughs> he rode really good yesterday. That was more of the Justin Cooper, except he just didn't have it at the end as much. But that was more of the Justin Cooper that we go, okay, yeah, that's the guy that was battling Jet all yeah. year last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if that's where he is now and we know he's only going to get better, then that's that's a better look for us as fans moving forward because whatever they did, and if he's there now, we know that the cardio is not all the way there. Then he's like I said, his speed's just gonna get better and better. I was just I was shocked that he went from doing what he did last week to like going two two. You and me both, brother. I was like, what the? F- what was that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like I said, it's good for us fans to see that he already can do that two two weekends in, because it's like we kind of figured that oh, it's just gonna be Hunter pretty much most of the year. Look, I think we we'll gotta- just have to see if he can continue this. Because I mean, we're going to Thunder Valley this week this weekend, and I keep saying Thunder Valley, but I mean. Jet and him have history there. Remember the whole dog thing? Oh, that's right. <laughs> and then if you want to go back even further to 29, Justin Cooper has like a lot of like problems at Thunder Valley because let's go back even further to what was it, 2019 when AC cut the track and Ju- Cooper got super pissed. Because, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like you can even go back further. Like Justin Cooper and Thunder Valley just don't have good, don't mesh well. Bad mojo. Bad mojo. Bad mojo. Um, all right, so Hunter Lawrence goes 4-2 for third. Do you think he would have caught Mosman had he not gotten out of that first moto? I don't know. He was moving, dude. He was. was fucking moving. And second moto, uh, still, he was moving and bad start. Yeah. Bad, bad starts are the thing of the day for him. Tell you what, though, and we'll get to him. Well, I don't even know if we'll get to him because he didn't even finish both motos. Do you like how in that first moto when he was hanging back behind Jalik and Jalik was riding like a fucking like big yellow cone, a roadblock, going up that <laughs> left hand, that uphill left, and Hunter was on the, all the way inside, and he's just like, fuck it, dude. He's like, I'm going to commit. He's like, and if you try to cross over on me, we're both going down. Because he even started leaning in on yeah. it. He's like, dude, I'm going to stay well, in it. There was two or three corners before that that Jalik leaned in on him. There was another pass attempt there. Jalik was a roadblock so much that first moto to fucking Hunter, to Joe, to Seth, to everyone. Bro, he just, he's, it's cool, man. He and then, you know, fine. he crashed out, so. 
He doesn't care. It's does what cool. Jilly does. Everything's cool. It's fine. Yeah. Husky is not. Husky's not doing well right it's now. Not a great. Talk level. about gas gas. Husky is not doing well. But yes, yeah, to answer your question, I don't know if he would have caught him that first moto. He was on the move. Yep. Maybe. Dumb mistake and bad starts on Hunter's part. Yeah. Cost which is like the, the which is this whole thing. The yep. starts. Mm-hmm. Because I have no doubt in my mind that if he rips a hole, he wins. He can win. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind he can win. He could have. He could have very easily gone one-one yesterday. He could have had he got starts, but he can't. He couldn't do it yesterday. Now we'll see how this goes. But it this might be a tale of the tapes here, moving forward with him. Of he just can't get a start. Do you see how? <laughs> do you see that first moto though? How uh, the moment that he got around Jalik, like how much he was rushing the pass to get around Jet. Oh yeah. And then even that little. And I basically, it was the inversion. It was that little downhill triple into that right-handed, that little super cross triple or whatever, like he was the only one. And he just completely blew the inside rut and bounced to the outside, and he just mm-hmm. dropped in right behind Jet. Um, yeah, you could definitely tell, and it kind of goes back to my point that he was not happy after Paula. Yeah. That he's he's not fucking around this outdoor season. No, no. Nope. He, he is not. It doesn't matter if it is Jet's in front of him or whoever. Mm-hmm. If you're in my way, I will move you. Yep. And I like that because we have yet to see... That was the Hunter Lawrence of when he was riding for Suzuki over in the GPs. Hunter's he rode got like a that. little grit to him. He does, which is nice. Because so. we know that anytime he's behind somebody, that if dude, if they're if they are riding a roadblock like Jalik did yesterday, mm-hmm. he's he'll he'll give you a lap or two. Yep, and then he's gonna move you. Yep. But so. he but he's he's got to get starts though. He's got to get starts, but his level's good. His speed is good. His cardio is good, but he's got to get starts. And that was such an uncharacter. I know that that section is weird because you're coming off that step up. Yeah. And then you're right into that left-hander like there's no braking zone, and then you're right into those ruts. Yeah. So, And, I mean, it happened to Joe, too. It's really easy to yep. push it in and want to drop the front end in early. But that was just a really uncharacteristic mistake that Hunter made, yeah. especially for the fact that, like, okay, he got into third. He knew that, jo- that Cooper was right there. So, like, he probably is mind, oh, I'm not going to catch Mosman. But now I got a little bit of a gap on Jet. I don't have to rush to catch Cooper. He's in eyeing distance. And once again, it's not like he was pushing it, but that just really wasn't a Hunter Lawrence thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I guess I was a little shocked, but like I said, Joe did the same thing. But yeah, I totally believe... I think if he gets starts both motos yesterday, I think that there's a good possibility that he wins both motos. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, All right, moving on. Shimoda goes 5-4 four for fourth. Jesus Christ, he was fast that he second moto. He was real fast that second moto. Even when he crashed. Yeah. Because, like I said, he was throwing down a second and a half faster than everyone. Mm-hmm. Holy he was, shit. He was on the move second moto, man. But here we go again. Crashes. Top, starts. Top four. And, man, wow, it's weird. The only person not to crash is Jet. Here's a th- here's a fucking weird. Here's a crazy thing about Joe Golden Jet is Golden Jet. I think that if he gets a start, kind of like with Hunter, he can win. Yeah, he's got the speed for it. I mean, I still believe had he not gone down that second motor that he was going to catch Cooper and Jet. Yep. And his lap times proved it. That's not just me saying it. Yeah. His lap times would show. Once again, it's obviously easier to catch somebody than get around him, but there's no reason to believe when you're going a second and a half faster than everybody mm-hmm. else that you're not going to figure out a way around him. Yep. Um, yeah, dude, he's going to win some motos this year. Mm-hmm. I, I know that you don't believe that. I believe that. Oh no, I'm I'm not arguing with that the way part. he rode yesterday, dude. If he yanks a holy, he's going to win. He's going to win motos. Yep. Because he is. And here's the thing too. I know that the crash will say otherwise. He, even though he's pushing it a little bit past his comfort zone. He looks way more in control doing it outdoors than he does in Supercross. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to go into why I believe that because it just we've already gone long with some people. But there's a I have a I have an idea of why I think that is. It's because you hate Jet. Whatever, man. 
But racist bastard. He's Australian. And you're Korean, so here we are. You hate fucking white people. Oh, my God. Anyways, I hang out with you all the time. You fit right in in America. I know, right? Well, yeah, never mind. Um, But, no, it's 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 refreshing because we kind of had an idea that, oh, it's going to be Jet and Hunter, and then when Cooper gets his shit together, I think Joe's kind of proving us wrong on that. He's going to be in the mix all year. Which, once again, though, the only person that's happy about all of this is fucking Lucas Myrtle. <laughs> well, and speaking of Lucas Myrtle, his other guy goes... 7-5 for fifth, Maximus Volan. A lot better. <laughs> a lot better. A lot better, but... Was it just a hangtown thing? I think it was a hangtown thing. I don't know. We'll I see. It, I think it was a hangtown thing. We'll see. He was feeling spicy all day long, even in practice. Like, his practice that... His qualifying times weren't great, because yeah. I think he qualified, like, P12, P12-13. Yeah. But he was feeling spicy all day, because he was doing stuff like he was hopping through some sections with mm-hmm. the breaking bumps. It's like, okay, you could you could tell that he was a lot more relaxed going into this weekend. Yeah. And I almost feel like it was one of those things, even though he's done so many laps at Paula, because the way Supercross ended, he's like, dude, I just need to make it through a weekend. Mm-hmm. So maybe he was in kind of his own head at Paula, because he still got 10th overall, I think. Yeah. So, like, not gr- bad, but not great. I think it may might have been in his own head maybe. at Paula. But once again... You were talking about two tracks that he spun fucking a million laps, a million on. laps on. Well, hey, starting next week, we're going to tracks he hasn't. We'll find out how it's going to go. Yeah, because I don't I don't remember how he did at Thunder Valley last year. I don't, I think don't he, either. I don't think he adapted well to the elevation. I think he was struggling like most people do. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember either, but here's what I'll tell you. We're going to find out, and he is still a big question mark to me. How crazy will it be? And I totally forgot about Max being another one of Myrtle's guys. How crazy will it be at some point that if all four of his guys go one, two, three, four? That'd be awesome. I mean, I don't think that because Max, like, that's going to be hard. Um, but yeah, how crazy would it be that at some point all four of his guys, no matter who it is, one, two, three, four in the overall? Be fantastic. Myrtle for president. Dude, that fucking guy. That fucking guy. God. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, your boy Kitchen. Fucking good ride yesterday. Six, dude, six, he's, six, six for six. There. He's got to get a start. He dude. does. At what some do you think point. he does with a start? I don't know. Because he can come through the pack. He's coming through and he's fast when he comes through. So we do didn't get to watch can, him a lot do, yesterday. But. Do you think if he gets a start, you can think he can run towards the third place? Uh, yeah. I be, I would not count him off the box if he gets a start. I mean, dude, anytime we see him, though, he. God, he's so fun to watch ride. He's riding he, a million miles an hour. He's one of those dudes that, like, everybody likes to talk about, they like to use their leverage because of their yeah. height. He is one of those dudes that is working from the hips down all the time. All the time. And it's fun. It's so fun to watch him. But just once again, get a fucking start, Levi. Your bike's fucking 90 horsepower. Yeah. And you're, like, only 155 pounds. Yes. Like, get a start. Hopefully. God. At some point. We'll see. We'll get to see him at a couple races here, so we'll we'll see what really. Well, once again, hopefully he doesn't get race gas on his nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's a big hope. Um, all right, uh, Hamaker goes eight eight for seventh. Uh, yeah. It was all right. I mean, the first moto, <sighs> second moto, he got a bad start, and the first moto, I think that he was just a product of that Jalik roadblock that it was, and then I think that the moment, J- well, shit, I almost forgot, like. Jalik and Seth came together off that fucking wall jump. Yeah. And then, you know, Joe had already gotten around both of them at the time, but that cost Seth a little bit because he just had to kind of recover and probably slow his brain down a little bit that Jalik tried to kill him. Yep. And then the second moto, I think he just, I think he got a terrible start. But I think his speed will be good. I just, man, for me with Seth is, I just want to see him make it to the the break. The the beginning of the fade here? I don't think so, man. I don't think so because... 
Like there were the. The fade with EBV would be a lot worse than that. Well, if the EBV look. was flaring up, and once again, it's hasn't been warm, mm-hmm. but I just want to see him make it to the break. Make it to the break, and then make it to Red Bud, and then I'll know that he'll be in for the entire series unless something crazy and he gets hurt. Yeah. If we go to these next two rounds, which I'm going to assume if it's 85 degrees this weekend, and then it's probably going to be in the 90s by the time I go to High Point in the mm-hmm. middle of June. If he can make it through there and be in the top 10, then I know that it's just Hayes racing himself into shape. Because once again, crazy statistic, got to remember, he's only raced four, five of these things, mm-hmm. which is a wild thing to think about, that he's only raced five nationals. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to see Seth make it to Red Bud. Because if he makes it to Red Bud outside of getting hurt, I don't think the EBV is going to be an issue. But if he makes it, doesn't make it to Red Bud and he bows out after high point, then we're like, okay, it's just the EBV's flaring up like it's always going to. Yeah. But, I mean, he was he was solid. Once again, we got to realize he's probably not in race shape. Yeah. He really has not because he hasn't raced a lot. I mean, he raced two rounds in Supercross, then we didn't see him. Yep. So. I don't know. We'll see. Um, all right. Mosman goes 139 for eighth. That first moto was good. Good for him. First moto I mean, was good, but they just did Michael Mosman stuff. So It was hilarious to me when he gets on the fucking podium for the interview and Jason Thomas tells him that I'm one of the guys laughing at you when you said you were going to win five or six races. And he goes, oh, man, a doubter. You haven't even won. This is your first fucking moto win. What do you mean a doubter? So here, here's my thing. When he said four to five, did he mean moto wins or overalls? I think he meant overalls. I think oh. overalls is what he was talking about. I was about to say, I was like, well, there's one down. Yeah. <laughs> you only got three or four more to go. Because Jason even said, you're halfway to your first one here. Yeah. Um. Man, just Michael Mosman doing Michael Mosman things. But it's kind of like with some other people in this class. When he rides like he did in the first moto, yeah. it's hard to not to go, well, I mean, he just proved he can win. Mm-hmm. And he won pretty easily after he got in the lead. Yep. Once again, we're talking about another guy. Spun a million laps at Hangtown. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think off the top of my head some of these other tracks that he has some good mojo with. And all I can really come up with is Washugal. And I think he's had some good rides at Bud's. That's it. So I'm trying to think in my mind, like, could he get a couple more moto wins? And I just I can't think of any tracks that it's like, oh, he's been outstanding there. Yeah. Well, Shugo would be the only other one that I'd be like, oh, maybe if he yanks a holy. But outside of that, I can't really. No. But it's hard, though, because it's like, dude, he rode a flawless first moto. He killed oh, yeah. it. Like his oh, lap yeah. times were good. He didn't hit the fade. And then second moto, and I don't know, dude. What Wat- the fuck? He wanted it something good because those bars were What the fuck were his mechanics were doing fucked. either? What were his mechanics doing? I don't know. They were just like standing there. I'm like, dude, just can we at least raise the front brake lever? Yeah. No? Fine. Okay. I, I don't know. That was a weird situation. I mean, so. yeah. Whatever. Um. All right. Uh. Styles Robertson goes 11-7 for ninth. It's kind of just there. Yep. Okay. Uh, Romano, he gets good starts. He's got speed too. He's got speed. And I he, think it's just the if he if he continues to get these starts and run up front there, it will not be long before we see him on the box on the box. Here's the thing at here, the end of the moto. Here's a great thing for him. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. So he's already got those two things down. And once again, we all know if the speeds are good and the starts have been good. Mm-hmm. The other two things are a lot easier to work on. I know that people are like, well, cardio is not as hard. Dude, the speed and starts are the two hardest yeah. things. You already got those. The race the race cardio. I don't think he's fading because of cardio. I think he's just fading. Well, I think it's, a, it's he's a, not yeah. used to Yeah. It's a lot happening. That's easier to fix. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By just doing it more. I was going to say, just do the same thing you've been doing. Exactly. Get up there, and when you get to that point where you're like, this is too much, start slowing down. Which 
do what you've been doing. I'm going to tell you right now, when he gets that going, as good as his speed is, and with his starts being good, oh yeah, that's scary for a lot of these other dudes in the class. Cause, well, yeah, because how long did he run third yesterday? It was a while. Well, you got to even think. Think back to that second moto at Paula, how yeah. long he was in the top five. Yeah. So it's like, dude... Yeah, he was in the top five yesterday in that second moto for 20, I think, 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a good thing if he can get that under control because, like I said, he's got the speed and the starts down, so all you got to do is fix that, just being able to do it for 35 minutes. Yeah, man, he's he's going to be somebody to worry about at the end of this series. Oh, yeah. So, And that's cool, though, because I like Nick Romano. Yeah. Kind of the same thing. Kind of the same thing with Kitchen. Yeah. Like, boys, if you can just get off the line. Mm-hmm. But Romano is not the line. Okay, you're going to work on that kitchen, get off the line. Guys, holy shit. You can get on the box. Yep. So. All right, let's uh, move on here. We're going to jump around. Romano was 10th with a 10-9, by the way. Okay. Um, So we'll jump around a little bit here. Nate Thrasher, 14-14 for 13. Fucking. Dude, what is up with this team? Fucking starts again. That's your boy right there. I like Nate, but that's good God, your, his starts. That's your boy. His starts are fucking atrocious. Please tell me how good Thrasher is again. He is good, dude. Please tell me how good he is. Oh my god, he's good at third or at fourteen, fourteen for thirteenth. That happens good. when you're coming from fucking thirty fifth. That's good. Hey man, when you're coming from thirty fifth, that's, that's what happens. Great. Would be great if it wasn't somebody on a star bike. Wow, that whole star team outside of Cooper right now is up and down. True, true. Um, all right, LeBlanc goes eighteen twelve for fourteen. Whatever. He's just you know. Well, this was his spinning last. laps. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Swole, 9 DNS for 15th. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. I don't know what was wrong. I don't think he crashed that second moto. I think he just pulled off. I think he sh- I think something was wrong with his shoulder. Yeah, probably. That, the way he was, the way he was looking, I thought something was wrong with his shoulder. <sighs> Pierce Brown. Still think he's going to get a moto win? 39-10 for 16th. If Mosman got one, Brown can get one. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. It's uh, That's not good. That's not good at all. Uh, here's another good one. RJ Hampshire, 16 DNS for 21st. Dude, he had that crash going down that cambered straightaway. It was like the weirdest thing. The fuck is wrong with this guy? It's just RJ, man. It's RJ. Here's the crazy. Here's the fucking stupid thing about RJ. And then we both know this, and we don't even need to argue about this because I feel like you won't. you wouldn't argue with me about this. We'll probably get the fucking red bud, and he'll win a damn moto. Probably. And we'll be like, what, dude? <laughs> I don't know, man. Who knows? We may go to high point, and he may be fucking leading the first moto by 25 seconds again. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to listen to some of the other stuff from people who were there this week and find out what the fuck happened to him. Well, I think the big issue outside of that little stupid like crash was he was also part of that roadblock that was Jalik in that first moto. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... That was one thing I noticed yesterday, too, of how <clears throat> narrow uh, Hangdown is. Yeah. And, like, yeah. one-lined when they were all stacking up behind Jalik there. I was like, wow, there is nowhere to go. No. No, That's not at impressive. all. Um, <clears throat> Carmichael, DNS 35 for 40th, so sick. He's making a sick comeback. What? Casey Carmichael? Yeah. I'm just going to say Carmichael sounds better. Yeah, wow. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, no, that's pretty much it for 250s. I don't see anybody else on Jodi- here. Josiah Natsky in there in the top 20 again. Yep. So good for him. He I don't... Was, uh, he was like 15. 18th, went 17-17. Hardy Munoz, 19-16 for 19th. Dylan yep. Walsh, 21-15 for 20th. So, Oh, shout out to Chris Prebula. 
Yeah. Uh, Top 20, right? Yeah, 2018 for 22nd. That's fucking weird. Yeah, they had... um, Well, that shows you how up and down that class is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we also have... uh, I know that Christopher Blackmer is uh, riding in Canada. He's another Michigan boy this weekend. And then Mitchell's riding for the Gas Gas team up there. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) A little off topic here for a second. Funny thing about Christopher Blackmer, he's riding a Gas Gas, riding a 450 team. Mm -hmm. The bike that he's riding was supposed to be Evgeny Bobby Shrev. Oh, God. And you can take a guess on why he's not. Hashtag let Bob ride. Canada's like, oh. The same thing as the yeah, fucking, yeah, it's fucking Jesus stupid. fucking dumb. So Christopher took like, isn't they took that, his jersey. Isn't that over? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. Uh, they took his jersey and put it on Christopher's bike because it was going to be the same number. Mm. Um, but anyways, uh, so I feel, I feel like yesterday we got a little bit more of an idea of where some of these other guys, 250 guys, would be. You mean like the Jets gonna win like all the motos? Oh my god! I can't, I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that every weekend. I just can't get on these jet rants. All you have to do is just agree. I don't agree with that. Well, that's unfortunate. I don't agree with that. Look, I was fully prepared yesterday with the way that first moto went for the second moto also not to go good, and me to be like, you know what? These were our two. We'll win the rest of them. We were sick, but then he won the second one while sick, and I'm like, man. Yeah, I don't think that. I think the being sick thing is being blown way out of proportion. Look, man, we only got 20 more motos to go, which means we only got 20 more wins to rack up, so it's fine. Yeah, Hunter Lawrence is going to have something to say about that, and so is Joe. And Hunter's going to have to get off the gate. Yep. Joe is going to have to make his way up there. Okay. Maybe. He could, but okay. maybe. You also got Justin Cooper. Justin Cooper is... Look, man, if they keep giving him fucking shots and giving him they EPOs giving during him the drugs, week. He might make it, maybe. So Because once again, he is the guy. He pushed Jets to the limit last year. So if anybody yeah. see here, here's the thing, as much as I hate hate to say it with Justin Cooper, is as much as I would love to see Hunter and Joe do it, Cooper just pushed Jet to the limit last year. So it's like if anybody's gonna do it, it's gonna be Justin Cooper. Yeah. And if whatever drugs they're giving him during the week, if they just give it to him the rest of the year, and we know that he's only gonna get better. Then yeah, we, I think the title is already too far gone for him because he lost so much points at the first round. Mm-hmm. But if he's already this good with the second round, he's going to keep getting better. This summer is not going to go. It's not just going to be the Jet and Hunter Lawrence show. Maybe Cooper is going to, he's going to stick his nose in there because he proved last year that he can beat Jet straight up. Maybe. All right. Any. Anything else that you want to talk about in the industry? I know there were a couple teams for World Supercross that were announced, but we're I'm not going to do this drip thing like they're doing. We'll wait till they announce all 10 teams and then yeah. talk about it some more. Anything else that came out this week that you saw that you can think of? I didn't really. Oh, oh, uh, I forgot to write this down. Forkner's out again. Shocker. Yeah. So did you see what I said in the group thing when we were talking about that on Friday night of what, what I had heard happen? No. So what I had heard happened is, is that. During the week leading up to uh, Paula, or even the day after Paula, he crashed and landed on his labrum. Ah. And then he crashed again at Paula. Yep. And we think, and everybody thinks he landed on the same labrum. So that pretty much yeah. is, why, is why he was so far off the pace at, mm-hmm. at, at Paula. Yep. Had nothing to do with, oh, his speech is not there. Like, he was literally riding with a fucking broke, like, his torn labrum. Yep. So. Um, it's a very Forkner-esque thing to have happen. It is, but it definitely makes a lot more sense why he was so far off the pace at, at Paula. It does, but the, God, it's, it's getting real close to being like, dude, just hang the boots up. Mm-hmm. Just stop. 
It's kind of how I feel with AC. Well, you can still go. I still Just stop. It's how I feel with AC, man. He's in the AC he, and Fortner. He's in that same boat. And how crazy is it to think that you have two of the most highly touted amateur guys? Oh yeah, that rode for the same team. That kind of AC had more amateur titles, but they were kind of on the same path. Yep. And they both came in like a fucking house on fire. Mm-hmm. Should have won a whole bunch of titles. Yep. The only difference is AC got the one, but it was outdoors where yep. we thought it would have been in Supercross. One's in his 450 career, but is literally not even finished outside of that 2020 wonky COVID season, not finished entire season. And the other dude is probably not even going to have a 450 ride or at least going to get a 450 ride for a season, and then they're going to drop him. Yep. I just, dude, it is crazy to think if you would have, re- if like, if I could, like, have taken a crystal ball or if even I could have gone back in time and told my younger self that in 2014, this is where Adam C. and Cirillo and Austin Fortner would be in their pro careers, I would have thought you were fucking crazy. Yep. There's no fucking way. Nope. There's no way. Cause, and I can say this because I watched both of those kids literally their entire amateur career. Yeah. And all the amateur nationals that I was at, all the areas, all the regionals, I worked for a bunch of different dudes that we raced against them when they were in the amateurs. And there's no way you would have told me back in 2013, 2014, that in the year 2022, AC would have one title, never really finished a whole entire season, and Fortner would be lucky to even be getting a 450 ride. Mm-hmm. There's no way. I wouldn't have believed it. There's, I would have not believed it. This just bows right back to what we've talked about with amateurs before. There needs to be some sort of throttle on what they can give amateurs Hmm. because here we go again and this is just like we've seen with a lot of these other kids that have blown out way faster of you put them on these fucking bikes and they're the next thing since sliced bread on fucking uh, you know racing amateurs yeah when you're on a hundred thousand dollar factory bike against some kid who bought a ten thousand dollar bike and can barely afford to put new grips on it yeah you're fucking awesome and then when you get with all the other guys who have $100,000 factory bikes, all of a sudden your awesomeness is real low. Dude, I remember I remember way, what was this, 2007? Mm-hmm. 2007, uh, there was this kid, he rode uh, schoolboy and B-class. And back in the day, this is when the whole, uh, even in the amateurs, was it was uh, MX Lights and motocross. Yeah. Like, they weren't just doing it for the pros. They were doing it for amateurs. Yeah. So this kid rode MX Lights, B-Stock, and Mod, and uh, um, Schoolboy, it was back then, it was 14 to 16. Okay. And his name was Ty Worthington. And this kid, where the fuck was he from? I think he was from Missouri or Kansas. I don't know. He was from one of, somewhere around that area, I guess. Yeah. Um... If I remember correctly, probably wasn't even. They probably didn't even live too far from Kev. Maybe if I said, maybe if I told, well, ah, Kev would have been really, really young at the time. Maybe you wouldn't remember him. Um, so, anyways, this was around the time that, like, in the the B classes and stuff, guys like Blake Wharton were in there. Uh, there was this other kid from Australia, Ty Simmons. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of a lot of the yesteryear guys like Hunter Hewitt, PJ Larson, Michael Hall, all these different dudes. And I know some of these names you probably don't even know who they are, but they were these were the guys that were like the Nico Izzy, Austin Stroop, Trakenard era. This kid would literally show up in the back of his truck with a stock YZ250F clapped out. <laughs> clapped out. And his version of Mod 250F yeah. was suspension and an exhaust system. He okay. didn't even have enough money to put. Like, he had to run stock bars, stock grips, stock levers. This is back in the day when the stock shit was terrible mm-hmm. from the factory. It's not like it is now. I know the stuff now isn't great, but at least the shit now is like 
replica of like Renthal or Pro Taper shit. Yeah. This is back then where like you could have bought Chinese shit <clears throat> and been just as good. So this kid was literally going to the race on a shoestring budget. Mm-hmm. And he would show up and he would yard all these dudes with these factory <laughs> rides. I remember at Loretta's that year, he went 2 2 1 in Schoolboy 2, almost won a title. And I'm pretty sure that was the same year that he beat Blake Wharton when Blake was getting ready to move to Geico Honda or okay. Amsoil Honda. Okay. So it proves the point that if you have the fucking talent and the dedication, you don't need to give all these fucking kids the race bikes, the actual race bikes yeah. as amateurs. I mean, dude, Hunter Yoder had, when he was with Geico before it folded, he had a race bike. I know that his wasn't completely up to spec. But we know that Carson Mumford was on the race bikes. Mm-hmm. Dude, you can go back to the Zach Bell days, the Matt Bichelia days. You don't need to give these kids the king, to the, the keys to the kingdom this that young because then here's the thing, too, is they're going to get so used to riding these fucking, not works bikes, but like the best bikes you could ever ride. And then the moment that something goes wrong, that's why a lot of these kids are soft nowadays mm-hmm. because then they're like, oh, my God, like it's terrible. Like I can't ride this and like the men, this and that or whatever. The engines aren't the engine isn't as good or my suspension's <laughs> a little bit off. That's why a lot of these kids, man, like when they don't know how to work through adversity, when mm-hmm. their bike is just their setup is just a little bit off because they're so used to being things being perfect. Yep. You don't have things don't have to be perfect as an amateur. You're an amateur for a reason. You're building towards being pro. Yep. Because it's like, OK. If you're giving a kid as an amateur a factory bike, like a legit factory bike, maybe the only difference is you're not on spec tires. Yeah. Because I feel like as easy as that would be, I feel like that's probably the only difference because they're like, well, dude, like we don't really need to give you the spec tires as an mm-hmm. amateur. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I feel like that's maybe the only difference. But it's like, dude, you're not even an amateur anymore at that point. No. Like you're just not you're just not a pro by the title. Yeah. You're you're basically you might as well be considered pro because your fucking bike costs ninety thousand dollars more mm-hmm. than everybody else's bike. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what's the point of even having it? Just fucking go straight off minis into the pro class, bro. Like you're not even. I feel I I hate having these conversations because I feel they're so redundant and they're so beat to death. But it's like, what is the point of an amateur system when it's basically rigged from the bat? It's like yeah. you look you look at it like right now, <clears throat> LeBlanc. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about A class. I'm not going to talk about B class. LeBlanc, Hymus, Ryder D. Right yep. now. They're riding factory bikes, pretty much. Yep. Everybody else in that class, like, for instance, Gavin Towers, he's on that Sheriff Yamaha team. Yeah. Which is actually the team that Evan Ferry just signed for. He's not riding for Star. Yep. Yep. So they got a lot of money behind them, but still, they're not on factory suspension. They're mm-hmm. probably on kit suspension, but there is a difference. Yep. And their motors aren't as good. Yep. That's not... That's not even in the slightest fair to Gavin because I guarantee if you put Gavin on a star Yamaha, oh, he'd yeah. be just as good as LeBlanc. Mm-hmm. What, what's the point? Yeah. And then you go look at the B class, it's even worse because all you have is Hayden Deegan and Preston Bass Fluke. Mm-hmm. Then you have two, now you only have two guys. And everybody else is like on eh, so so equipment. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> it's so annoying. Yep. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it pisses me off. We went way down a rabbit hole there. Yeah, I know. Anything else you saw this week? Uh, not as far as news, but I did see something funny yesterday. Uh, they were racing in Erne for the GPs this weekend. Yes. And they had a downpour in between time practice and the, and the qualifier. Okay. And I guess they uh, 
And if you've ever seen Ernay, it's literally on the side of a mountain. Yep. Uh, so obviously sketchy, especially if it rains with the rain ruts. They didn't prep the start the way a lot of people wanted them to. So you know what the top guys did? Hmm. They said, we're not racing the qualifier. Interesting. Tom Vial. Yep. Simon Langenfelder. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Horgmo or Mikel Harrop. And then in the 450s, Tim Geyser, Jeremy Sewer, Glenn Koldenhoff, and I don't think Prado. I don't think any of them raced a qualifier yesterday. Interesting. They're like, we're going to boycott it. We're not gonna. We're not gonna ride. We're not. Eh. And you know what? Yago Garrett's got lucky because he actually went down on the start because of it, and he almost hurt himself because he elected to ride it. The only factory dude, like legit factory dude, that I know of that rode in the 450 class was Maxim Renault, and he didn't even win. <laughs> so it's like they all boycotted it. They're like, we're not. We're not riding the qualifier. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck you guys. You're not listening to us. We're not gonna ride it. I guess Jeremy Sewer was the one who went to one of the officials, and he goes. Are you guys going to fix some of our concerns? No. Well, then we're not riding it. And he goes, who's we? He goes, like, everybody. <laughs> so, not industry news, but I saw that yesterday, and I'm like, wow. I'm like, I wonder what would ha- I'm like, I wonder what would happen now today. I, I know how the first motos went. Um, I don't know about the second motos. I'm going to watch those later. But they, it didn't rain. They got out there, worked the track. It makes me wonder what would happen if we had a situation like that here over in the States. If, like, now granted, it was a qualifier, so it's a lot different, but yeah. still... Like, that's kind of unheard of these days. I wonder if what would happen if the track was so bad if somebody like Eli and Chase and Anderson just went up to the officials and goes, we're not racing. You guys aren't listening to us. Well, in all fairness, Eli went to AMA at, at Atlanta there and gave an earful about that big-ass triple, and look what all of a sudden happened. That's true. We no longer had a big-ass triple. That is true. Yeah, it's a very interesting thing. I know that it's not crazy, but it does make me wonder what would happen if we ever had a situation where guys would go, we're not racing because mm-hmm. you're not listening to us. Yeah. wonder how that would go. Yeah, it's interesting. All right, Thunder Valley picks. Winners. Um, 450s. Yeah, fuck it. I think Eli's going to win it. Okay. I think Eli's going to win it because might be the last time they ever see him ride Thunder Valley. Could be. Yep. So I think he's going to want to go out and prove a point. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to do this annihilation. That's not what I'm saying. I think Ando and and Chase are going to be right on his ass. But I think he gets the overall. And uh, I think 250 is going to be a very up and down weekend again. But I will say Hunter gets the overall. I think we're going to have a crazy four way battle between Jet, Hunter, Joe, and Cooper. Um, but I think Hunter. I think. <laughs> I think this track owes him one because he's been really close mm. and he's had some shit go on. And I think that he's just going to be like, he's finally going to nail a start and I think he's going to go out and win. I don't know. I'm not going to say he's going to 1-1, but I think we're going to get I think we're going to get the four-way battle that we really want. I think it's mm. going to be doing those four. I think that those four are going to kind of separate themselves from everybody and we're going to find out what they got. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, I'll go. I'll go Eli and Hunter, but I don't. I don't think they win both motos. But I think they get the overalls. All right. Well, I won't argue the four fifty. I think Eli too, uh, and I think Jet's gonna win. Okay. One one. No. One one. No. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not gonna happen. We're gonna win the next twenty, bro. Yeah. Whatever. Look, it, to make my call, we got at least win seventeen out of the next twenty because we won three so far. Yeah. So. Yeah, 1-1. One, one. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. 
just going to be awesome. So, all right. Well, this has been episode number 204 of the Moto Aftermath Show. Thanks to all our sponsors. Thanks to everyone for watching. Again, make sure to like, subscribe, comment, share, and uh, let us know what you think. Leave us a review on the podcast thing. Sponsor links and details and all of the discount codes and everything are in the description down below. So thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, we will see everybody next week to wrap up Thunder Valley.